So in today's episode of the Young Entrepreneur Podcast, I'm going to be interviewing Sarah Kasim. Sarah Kasim is the creative director of the clothing brand Sarah Kasim NG, a made in Nigeria African retail store that uses apocentric clothing to promote African textile for women. Welcome on board, Sarah Kasim. Hi guys, good evening, or good afternoon, good morning, anytime you're listening to this. Hi, my name is Sarah Kasim and it's so nice to be here today, guys. Yeah, I so much appreciate you for accepting my invite to be on this podcast. Uh, thank, <laughs> thank you so much. I'm really, really humbled that you reached out. I'm like so thankful and it's really a to be here to just want to engage. Thank you. Yeah. And also, guys, Sia Kasim is a 2017 Tony Elmelu Fellow and also <laughs> the current um, Lagos um, All Lead. Yeah, thank right? you so much. Yes, I am. Yes, I'm. I am. I'm, I'm an alumni of the Tony Foundation 2017 and the current Lagos State Hub Lead for the Tony Foundation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so uh, without taking much of a time, let's just move into the interview straight up. Okay. <laughs> okay, I'm ready. Okay, so the first question is this. Um, tell us, tell us, how did the Sarah Kazim brand all start? What was the inspiration behind it? Okay, I would say that the Sarkazim brand started because uh, my mom and grandma were both tailors. Yeah, my grandma would then they always call her tailor back by test. And my mom was uh, making clothes too. So it was easy for me to like join in. So people before me, I already had like actual representations ahead of me. So the inspiration would just be when I was in secondary school. I went to command secondary school in Fajar Lagos, in Boarding House. So oh, there's wow, this thing wow. in command have it's called social guard i think that everybody was a boarding school able to relate so social graduates yeah. were just times that you come out dress up have fun like yeah. a party in school yeah so then I, when i'm going back to school i'm always making like this really extra cool badass um housewares so when it's time for social a lot of people be like oh sarah i want to wear your day wear. oh sarah i'm like okay so that way i'm mean, like oh who made it i'm like oh my mom my mom like showed me how to my be like oh let me cut for you join it and all those things so that's how like the passion and like the drive started coming in i started liking it i'm like okay i think people are appreciating this let me just like start looking into it so that's when i started to like like it and that's where mm. the inspiration came from mm, makes sense makes sense quite inspiring okay so the next question is this um why did you decide to go into fashion entrepreneurship as a graduate um did you always know guy from school like <laughs> from the university that oh i'm going to do fashion like for like for, um, for the rest of my life or something yeah okay thank you for that question so I would say that when I, I like I said, I, I was born into a house that they like really, I, I, I could already see that like my mom and my grandma were already fashion designers. Mm-hmm. So when I was in school, for you to be born in an African, especially like for African parents, you, whatever it is your passion is, you still have to like go to school and everything. If not, ha. <laughs> I like finished school. I went to University of Lagos, and I like I studied botany, botany and microbiology in University of Lagos. Yeah. And then I started like making like decide, but then it was just an hobby, and then I started like getting recognition. I said, oh, let me, and they started paying me. So I, when I like in like I'm like ah. I would just like do fashion because I didn't really like have say oh I wanted to do this I wanted to do that I knew that oh I would just go into this and 
started like making preparation. I remember 2014, I had to like LFDW to A10 because I wanted to see how like that's Lagos fashion, fashion week, process, right? Yes, Lagos Fashion and Design Weekend 2014. Yeah. So I wanted to see how the process of the fashion designing industry ran, like how it was run mm-hmm. and everything that was involved. So when I registered. At that moment, I just knew, I think I'm just like do fashion when I finish school. And I came out and immediately after service, I, it, um, the theory foundation just confirmed it because I remember that maybe I came out from school, I saw the adults who like join, who register, and I'm like, okay. And I registered and I got in. So I, I oh, I, I, I should do this. Yeah. Hmm. Mm, okay so in a nutshell like um how do i put it volunteering and um like informal experience also um, um added up to what um, gave you confidence to do what you wanted to do oh i forgot to also state that i went to learn fashion i went to a proper fashion school so it was not like okay. informal just so it made i feel like i knew oh i wanted to do this I knew that city of education. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. I finish school, I would go and register like fashion school on how to like um um do fashion. I, I remember doing like researches, checking online for fashion school that had pattern making because I started reading about pattern making and how like it helped fittings, helped accuracy. If gave I sorry, I the outfit like proper structure and fit because I remember those time. I, my grandma one of the issues that they always had and i always had with them was the outfit and the fitting was not really great it wasn't so perfect and i told myself that even if i ever wanted to go into this i must make sure that i always get my fit right and just bring experience and education into it so i went to fashion school i registered for one year but i couldn't wait for one year i did six months because i had to go serve during that time so i went to like i had to go to proper fashion school because i'm all for make sure that you go and learn make sure you understand the knowledge of the process make sure that you actually just go get a certification in that thing that you want to hmm. okay okay makes sense makes sense okay so a very quick question how many times did you apply for Tony anybody before you got it okay i applied once <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, once. Yeah. Okay, so my 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 what I want to know now is um okay, so you know most times um like someone can be good in fashion or someone can be good in a particular craft, maybe mm-hmm. le- um, bag making or leather, and that person can apply for opportunities like this, like Tony and Melu, mm-hmm. and they won't get. And I remember you said something at um, one of the CCG that um, one of the um, there was um, if you can remember the CCG. Um, um, fashion entrepreneurs um, uh, community group that we, um, that we attended at uh, what was this place name in Yaba? Are you with me? Yes, I am. Okay, Covenant okay, Nation. So you, you, yes, yeah, Covenant Nation. So you said something that really struck me. You said um, yeah, the only difference between you and somebody, and that person might be good, is that you know about the, this um, opportunity and that person does not know. And you apply yeah. and that person is not applied. Right? Yeah. Yes. And okay. Going, going a step further, there's also something that I, because now you can apply for this opportunity and not get them. And it's not really that you're not good, but it's just that you don't know how to communicate um, um, what makes you different or why why you should be selected. So can you take us through your Tony Emelu um, experience and journey as a whole? Okay, so what I, um, so about the Tony Emelu Foundation journey. So I said that when I was serving, I remember that day I was on Instagram and then I saw the sponsored ad of the Tony Emelu Foundation. And you know the way, 
checking something and then the next thing this second there's i always tell people that there are things that there are two people in our heads one is saying oh go for you that person say oh how, how can you and all those things just to make you look down on yourself so i must mm-hmm. and i'm like oh i should register for this thing i got giving five thousand dollars and the other thing in my head is saying you they love you tailor fashion designer that's how you sing i'm like okay i should register for like this right now and and then the other people were saying oh you fashion designer people that they're people that they, they are picking it's not somebody like you like food security tech, tech, solution yeah. yeah technology and all those things one of the things i like about my skin i'm like i beg i just apply whatever it is it's not like it's not as see they're going to beat me when i apply or as it was the worst that happened i'm not getting and they will not call me back and then what if i get in so that's how i applied for the Family foundation and so one of the things i always say that but i don't like really like answering this question because i applied once and i got it so other people that say oh i applied twice i applied three times four times and i haven't gotten it. the thing is it's not even about oh maybe you're really good at what you're doing it's just that it's it gets more competitive with each coming year there are more mm. people coming in on board amount of resources so in my time we were hundred thousand people that applied and they needed one thousand so i'm sure that the next year the people the nine the ninety thousand ninety nine thousand that didn't get in my time would join the ones of next year and before you know there are two hundred five hundred thousand people that are applying for this same opportunity that they're going to be picking one so one of Thing, I don't think I'm in the best position to say because oh, mm. people say oh you don't have refuse you just applied once and then you got in and mm. and all those things. But I always say is don't just give up. If you know that this is you have something have something of value that you want to give out, value that you you have your, the thing that you're creating is really thing something that people definitely definitely need. I think that you shouldn't stop. And then I always say that so many other application grants out there that we can just keep checking a lot of people don't know about all these things and they're just there if you like join communities put your ears to the ground check use your smartphone check google questions follow people that inspire you and so you always put out all these applications do you understand so even if you're trying to hear for the foundation and it's not working you can try something else so it's not like oh what you're doing is not great it's just that it's highly competitive and every year it gets tighter than the other years do you understand so just keep trying you get it's not as if oh they say when you try after three times you wouldn't get it again and another thing that i always say is make sure that your application is also outstanding do you understand make sure it's also outstanding because it's highly highly competitive so if you're just there drowning in the application you might not even get the fighting chance because the first line or the first paragraph or the first page is already making the person feel like then they're flinging it. Meanwhile, maybe the gold that you have is on the second and third page. Do you understand? So what I always say is don't beat yourself up about anything. And check other application sources, check other grants, follow committees that like my have like my name and just keep at it. Do you understand? And then my on my journey for the TA Foundation, you say that it's been really awesome, it's been really great. Like since I got the money and the training and everything I the things that really like really set what um Sarakasin brand apart because I noticed that Nigerians a lot of times they want to know what they are doing they want to join people who already have a backing of a fan of sorts so it's easier for you to even get other programs because they've seen that oh this person this foundation already went through the due diligence picking this person so we don't have to like pick somebody else that will not have like start the process over so i really did awesome and the community mm. foundation has been really helpful they've been there always been your last 
car, like always checking up from time to time and just being there for you. Like I said, it's not about the money too, it's about the network, the community, the trainings. Because I can't imagine oh, if I just had the money without the trainings. I might just have used it anyhow because I would not like have basic or great understanding of running a business, how to run how a business and run and all those things. So I think that everything like went hand in hand for me for the Tunemeli Foundation. Okay, okay. So I think you have really done done justice to, this, to the question. Okay, so the next question is this: um, As a creative entrepreneur, how do you think someone can assess and get? Okay, you already said that, which is um, networking and yeah. So I just think yeah. Things. So I feel like a lot of times we don't like really maximize the social media and like digital spaces. If you go on Google and you type this exact question, I'm telling you that the answers come. I don't even put Lagos, Nigeria. Do you understand? So I think mm-hmm. that ways that can access and get opportunities join communities like um, value communities it, it could be fashion community communities and there are so many of those communities around like there's so so many if you're seeing your brand as a brand that oh you don't want to just be based in lagos nigeria and all those things you can look for search for communities that are global like global shapers you have ags tribe like so so she leads africa you have fashion designers Nigeria, fashion designers NG. So there are so many, many, many communities that you can actually join. The only thing that I just need to do is just search, maximize our phone, maximize our digital presence, and just make all these things work for us, really. Hmm. So Makes getting sense. the opportunities is joining, putting your hairs to the ground. So when you're in these communities, like me, when there, there are so many WhatsApp groups I'm on, from time to time, you see they'll send links. Sometimes I can, when I'm, I'm in 10 WhatsApp group, you see that they've sent that same message. They forwarded it from different WhatsApp groups, that WhatsApp group, and that WhatsApp group. Before you know, you're like, oh, this thing is very, it has been consistent. They've been sending me this message, not the WhatsApp. Let me just like click it. So, like, like I said, that day in the fashion, um, in the Commander Nation community group, the difference between myself and just be the fact that. I'm aware of the particular information that the person is doing. It's not as if, oh, maybe I'm better than that person. It's not as if, oh, what I'm doing is way excellent than that person. Sometimes it might be lack of information. Mm. Mm. Okay. Thank you so much for that. It was really insightful. Thank you so much. Okay, so the next question is this. Um, do you think it's important for a young um, entrepreneur to build a good personal um, or business social media presence to be able to get um, or assess business opportunities? What when you what do you mean by that? Is it like your own personal um social okay. media or okay. for your let business? Me, okay, let me let me let me let me let me go um very specific. So um there's this thing they say about um having your personal um, um social media account separate from your own business social media account so that it won't be um too so that one will not because it will be you will have a conflicting interest at the end of the day, so that some things you want to post on your personal page that you can't post on your business page. Hello. Okay, I think I understand that question. And like what I always say is I totally understand the question because oh, a lot of times like um, different beliefs and all plenty things and all about oh, have a different what I but all these things I always say is not everything works for A, A might not work for B. Like what works for A might not work for B. So we have to understand one thing as much as, oh, yeah, it's good to put structure around your business and all those things. I still would like to also say that that there are fashion designers who still have just one page and are excelling. See, now in Nigeria, we have to do... These are, it's only one page she has. 
mm. one page that she has business and also personal. Then let's go international. We have Michael Costello. Michael Costello just has one page that I know of. He posts his personal picture there. He posts his business picture there and all those things. I understand where we're coming from. So but what I always still say is there's like, yeah, there may be oh guidelines and rules and strategies. But the honest truth is you have to just understand what's the audience that you're feeding. What do you think that what do you think is the way that they like to listen to? Is it that oh they like to see more of your pictures also as like main brand and your personal page? What I always say is just understand your target audience. Have you noticed that sometimes you post a personal picture and the reaction, the comment, the engagement is way over the roof than when you now post business? I don't know if you've noticed yeah. that. Yeah. 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 So what I'm just going to say, I'm not going. I'm not going to say, oh, this is it. This is it. Like me, it was this year I had another when I lost Akasim NG that I now removed it because I wanted. I had like a model of business I wanted it to run and I knew what I wanted, like it. But if we, if I didn't open that, I would just have only Sarah Kasim. Hmm. Same is my personal. When I have business, I post it on the same page and all those things. So I wouldn't say, oh, do this or do this. What I would just say is understand your audience, ask questions, reach out to them, and just see how the general... It might be that they like you being your personal model, honestly, mm-hmm. to understand. So I wouldn't say, oh, you have to have... If you're even just starting out, you might not even have the strength or the time or like the resources to have two pages to manage. Mm-hmm. So people can't even manage one page it alone manage too so if you know that you have resources with more expansion with more growth with more hands and more team you can like um, have different pages and if you know that you want you, you, some people are very shy some people don't really want anybody to know about like all up in their business so maybe from the beginning they will separate so whatever it is that works see. Hmm, okay thank you so much for that you're welcome yeah. Okay. So the next question is this: um, Tailoring can be very frustrating, especially when it comes to managing different kinds of customers or clients. And like, um, people have major issues in tailoring, like oh, fittings, material deterioration, and all of that. Over the years, how have you been able to manage these issues with customers? Okay. Okay. So what I will say is, my I launched my fashion brand officially in 2017. So this is like the third year. Yeah. 2020. I wouldn't say, oh, it's because if you want to measure, I'm, I'm just three years in this business. So I think that somebody that is in the industry for maybe 10 years, 15, 20, 30, and so on, might be like in the best position to like answer this question. But like I always still say, there's always going to be a link to teach somebody, even if you industry mm-hmm. so what i would just say is it's not if oh when i do jobs all the jobs i've done in that's 100 percent. that's an absolute lie like mm-hmm. really that's an absolute lie there are days that oh what you, this is not what you said you're going to do was not what like was not how it came out and then you're like oh what went wrong what happened so what i always do for myself then i always like all times i maybe i disappointed i try things out like, oh, I need to make it up to this person. I've disappointed this person. So what I would just say, when you know that, oh, you've done this thing and it's not, you didn't, like, give the customer what they want because satisfaction was not fantastic or great, read out to them. Just be honest. It's not for you to now be forming or doing and trying to be smart or anything. Reach out to them. Try to apologize sincerely. Oh, I'm sorry that this happened. I really cannot say what really happened and all those things. Apologize. Beg. And ask them if it's 
to them later in the future to make it up to them so like i said i always try to write anybody that's disappointed i try to write like their names down hopeful that in the future or maybe another time if they like trust you enough to bring it back you can like oh like make it up to them so sometimes i like um if i see that oh i'm like oh like me i'm all very quick to refund money especially mm. if you didn't get the satisfaction that i promised you i'm going to so I'll just say, oh, please, can I refund? Some people say, oh, no, don't refund. You already bought the material. And no problem. You will, like, get So you have to understand that when you're growing the brand, because your customer satisfaction is fit. The way you travel, when people have good reviews, it's always to maybe come to the site, come and say, oh, this was great, fantastic. When they have bad reviews, it's very easy to go on the site, website, and put the bad review up. Do you understand? So what I'm just saying is make sure that you're looking out for your brand. Don't use your hand to kill your brand and say, oh, my village people. It's not your village people. Yeah, they won't try to handle the situation well. Try to take courses in like customer like satisfaction and like and, and help you in like customer satisfaction and work customer relations so that you know how to handle crises and scenarios like this and also for styles like i always say i think that too that we have as young entrepreneurs and millennials is trying to do everything like me i always mm. tell people i don't do wedding dresses so no matter how somebody comes to meet me and say oh i really want to make this dress. And i'm like i don't make wedding dresses i make second dresses i make reception dress i make trad i don't even make actual okay so no matter how somebody's coming to meet me oh i really like the way you sew and tell me oh i want to anybody mommy anybody that handles social media knows that we don't so there's you can't collect it to say oh come and try no we don't do it so we don't that's why you have to be careful and know what it is that is your strength know what your brand stands for not that you now say oh because you can't say no to money you will not collect it and at the end of the day it's not what's like the person wanted but, oh i don't make very interesting so i don't no matter what so maybe in the future if i want to can expand if i want to expand the team if i want to get more knowledge about how to like make wedding dress and I will add that to it. But in the meantime, I know that I don't make wedding dresses, so there's no point collecting wedding dresses. Do you understand? So there's some styles that they say, oh, I want to the panel, the material I want to use is panel. I don't have the skill set and the expertise to make a panel dress. You have to go and give it to somebody who has the skills and expertise to make it. So you have to understand what your strengths are and make sure that you're using it. You're not there being, don't be afraid of your customers. If you can't make this style, just say it. I'm going to kill you. I think that they're going to even respect you more sometimes you just want to hide and say oh maybe i can yeah sometimes it's good to challenge yourself but i always say don't challenge yourself with customer because if it's a style that is sent to you and you know that you can't make it maybe it's, oh hello ma i can't make this style for you maybe uh, this is person that you can make this style for you but if you now want to challenge yourself when you've returned the clothes buy fabric make this style for yourself and say that oh i, I could actually make this style for myself for him. i could actually make this time maybe it was from fear or you were just like oh i couldn't i couldn't do you understand so try for yourself first don't use customers clothes to try to see if you can actually make it and another advice that i also always give um in making the fabric is because sometimes because people are like very very um would i say i don't want to say some people are very clients can be very funny they'll see like a very great style that they know that maybe for example Jola say go to her page bring this style and say oh can you help me make this style maybe for example on Jola say go speed maybe that style is like for example maybe 500k 1 million then they'll come to you i want to make it for 20,000 and then you're like how do you think that if Jola say go made it for 20,000 do you think that all the you don't know that all the fabric the style the cut the expertise 
her brain, the name of her brand, everything made up the amount that she called for you. She that she called that price for you. She's not stupid. She knows that she knows that oh, this is all the things that went into making his dress. Why do you want to come to me and make that dress for that price? So I'm saying that if you know that's not your original design or it's not something that you understand, who collected in the first instance? Because these people put you in trouble. They'll try to push you into doing it. And when the thing comes out bad, they will not remember that, oh, they were the one that kept pushing you to and doing you know all those things they'll just start saying oh this is what i this is what i got this is what i ordered because i'm in the end so i'm like what's your order you went to someone like vogue's page to pick picture you're going to give it to a woman that is collecting 3k or 5,000 to make it you're not a wicked person do you understand so i feel like fashion designers to stand up and start like standing up for themselves oh i can't do this take it to the person i think that that's going to really help like really, really, anybody that wants to make a jealousy go dress, go and make jealousy go and make the dress and pay the right amount. Do you understand? So mm-hmm. I want to try, but I know that that's not really great. So that you don't put yourself in trouble and put yourself in a very position and hurt your brand. Hmm. 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 Okay, thank you so much. Like I'm really like I'm really like from this right now. Yeah, and I'm sure that people listening to this will really um, have a lot to take out and take away from this session. Like, <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you so like much. This, 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 this very question I asked now, you yeah, really shared a lot of insight because most times I, I, I have that issue also because, you know, I do, I do majorly of like um, streetwear um, um, clothing. So, like, someone can see a Nike... Um, Someone can see a Nike design now, or one of my friends can see a Nike design and send to me that, oh, Dio Alpha, can you make this stuff for me? And I know that, oh, the material um, that Nike used for this stuff, you can't find it in Nigeria, you can't even find it in Yaba or Lagos Island. So, at the end of the day, it's not really like I can't do it, but it's just that I don't have those resources at hand to do those things. So, like, and sometimes I feel like uh, I don't want to disappoint this person or make him feel like I'm not um, good enough to do this thing. So, like, I, I really get the balls to tell customers that, oh, I'm not doing this thing, I can't do this thing, and I should be comfortable then ten customers. Yeah, down. you should be comfortable, like, really. Yeah, you should be comfortable because the honest truth is you can't compare yourself to Nike. We're not talking about because of the name, the resources, the kind of machines they are using. Are you joking? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. they are way, way different. My, it, it, it's not this machine that are using to do your color, the hand that are using for everything. There are different machines assigned to different things. The finishing, the ease, mm-hmm. everything mm-hmm. amount to what Nike is. So if you can't, and even the fabric, the kind of fabric, all those things, the kind of needle, we will use one needle for everything. So if you know what you can do, just say, oh. I can create my own original design for you. So maybe what you do every four, four months or every like six, six months, you can like do a collection release. Oh, these yeah. are my own original designs. That's how you can solve your problem. Yeah. Bringing Nike design to you. That's not your If the thing comes out bad, people always mm-hmm. pick to point fingers. They will not spare you and your brand. And they will say, and they will say you want to copy Nike, about Nike or something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they will be join people to drag you. So why do you want to have that in your brand? Don't just say, just say no. That, oh, you can't, but you can create something that's original to your brand. And it's, it's not mm-hmm. even nice because, it's because we're in Nigeria, uh, sometimes we can be lawless, honestly. Mm-hmm. If you, mm-hmm. how can you mm-hmm. copyright somebody's entire work? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Okay, so the next question is this. Um, as a creative entrepreneur, you need to get inspiration to come up with marketable designs. So for me, 
because it's one thing to come up with the design and it's another thing for that design also to be marketable. So for me now, um, so before I used to do, um, so if I want to come up with a new collection for my uh, brand, I would, because most times it's always, it's very, not even most times, every time it's always very, um, uh, how do I put it? It's cost effective for you to produce at in bulk rather than producing on demand and say, oh, I need this stuff. Oh, you just read this collection. Okay, do this for me. And because it's more of a um, stuff that takes a long process, so you might spend more producing just one than producing everything together. So I like to just produce everything together at a go, then release that collection. And once it's sold out, um, I can charge like a separate pricing for that one. So, but the major issue you might have when you do that is that, oh, you might put this design out there and you have invested money in, making, uh, in production of that design. And at the end of the day, it's not marketable. People don't want to buy. So, um, as a creative entrepreneur, how do you get inspiration to come up with designs that can sell in the market? So, the honest truth is, I don't think that's like you. You, um, I don't think when it comes to markets, markets is very mm-hmm. funny because mm-hmm. you might see sometimes when I'm in the store when I'm trying to make like a new release, everybody will be like, "Oh, this dress is going to sell out. It's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's this one is so down. You know." put it up there <laughs> maybe only 10 people buy then you see that design that you are saying ah this design is ugly oh ah ah that this dress is not ah it's just let's just do it because there's material or something put it that's the one that you see that will sell out mm-hmm. so when it comes to the market and eh, that's why i have to tell entrepreneurs sometimes that you're not making design because you think that you like them you have to make designs because target audience wants it if not you're making clothes for yourself and nobody's going to mm-hmm. buy it do you understand mm-hmm. so when yeah. it comes to design what you can just do uh, maybe you're trying to like manage and not trying to waste resources and have so many others or so many them um, yeah have so like so many others and they're not now selling they're just keeping stock that's not so what you can do maybe you just make one more and do like a pre-order oh guys this is a pre-order first thing people to order this thing get off for two thousand naira off. That was two thousand naira off is the one that is important to you. You want to see of people, the interest, the engagement, the people that say, "Oh, I really like it." You understand? So it's not as if oh, that one sell at the end of the day. So many, many other factors that will come to play. Do you get? So what you can just do is maybe a pre-order a countdown, a oh sneak peek, and let people maybe like a souvenir or question and answer thread or an agreement thread that would just oh show people oh this is this work fabric or do like a fabric thread oh this one or this one that one or that one or let it out and be like oh we stop or we join or do you understand it's just to test yeah. and see oh which one is the market going to be tilting towards do you understand mm-hmm. which one is the market going to be tilting towards and, and another thing that we say that i always tell people to do is that you have to read and try to be on, on your game so what i do I, 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 I am, and I'm trying to be as honest to understand how we might be, especially for new entrance industry. You're just there and you don't really have people telling you these things, and it just feels like everybody's hiding and all those things. So, when I come on talks like this or shows like this, I like to be as honest as possible because I don't actually know who is out there that would need this thing that I'm saying. And I always say that I have, I like to pay as much for people the way I wish that somebody was for me when I started mm-hmm, to. Mm-hmm. So what I always do, I will go to pages that I like, that have the exact same similar or replicated audience like mine, go to their pages. They already have made this kind of designs. Go to their pages and see the engagement. Maybe, okay, for example, 
dress. I'm like, oh, what's the engagement like? Are people really like that dresses? Oh, there's cold, the atmosphere. So as I said, there's so many factors. Oh, there's heat. Ah, off shoulder is raining now. There's heat. Oh, there's cold. Oh, this is winter. Ah, people not really wear off shoulder. Everybody wants to be covered up with jacket, suits, kimono. Especially if your audience is in the diaspora. Like, oh, so you go to pages that inspire you, that have your audience. Check them, check the comment section. What are they saying about uh, when the person drops the comments? What's the comment like? Is it about the dress or is it about the model? Is it about the fine hair? Is it about the beauty? So if they are saying, Oh, I really love this, I really love this dress, oh, I really love this dress, it means that that dress is selling. It means that you, you understand. So, all these big brands, they've already helped you, like, done the research, they've helped you. So, when they put someone and people are saying, Oh, I like it, I like it, I like it. It means that, oh, if you do, I'm not saying, oh, you're not going to copy the person, no, no. That will inspire you to say, oh, maybe the person did two and off shoulder sleeve and puffy hand. You can do your own, maybe mono strap and one puffy sleeve. And instead of it to be pencil, you can do it flared. And you see that the Ankara is blue, your own can be sky blue. It's just inspiration because, obviously, honestly, nobody has a monopoly of design. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. For being honest, everybody yeah. has inspiration from so many things. It could be nature, it could be brand, it could be life itself. And if you don't, Around us, do you understand? So I'm just like, go out, read, research, ask Google. Oh, are the clothes like that? Just as that help guide is in. What are people searching for online? What are the styles people are? That's why I say that if only we just sit down sometimes and do the actual ground work, I think that that would really google what are these african styles that people are searching for the most go on google trend what are the colors that people are searching for when designs up oh google what are the top 10 african fashion designers to follow in nigeria what are the top 10 african designers to follow in africa what are the top 10 african fashion designers to follow in usa and so you go on google trends and as i say even if you don't have to use google trends go on youtube type how to use google trends for my fashion brand all these are there and i'm being serious i'm being honest the only thing is that if you want to what i always ask is how badly do you want it and how far to ask questions google the customers that you already have take out time maybe one day do an actual survey and send out the survey form don't send out the survey form as a bc engage with each of your clients one by one hello good afternoon ma'am this is not a good time to talk i have a survey i would like it to take two minutes to feel and those ask oh what are the kind of dresses you like what are the colors that you like to see what's your size range and all those things or if you have credits you can load your credit when you call all your clients what are the styles that you like when i wanted to learn seracassin ng i use one to do ground research and i did it myself not because i think same are stupid but i always say one thing that the thing is the difference between the person on my team and myself is i have the vision for this thing. It doesn't mean that the person on my team does not have the vision but i know what i want to see when it comes so when it comes to executing a hair i can now execute and give people an assignment when it comes to okay actually launching this when i launched Saracassin, i launched Saracassin ng brand in march 2020 i reached out to all my clients of Saracassin. oh and i mean i wanted to launch the website and people your own Nigerians don't buy things on the website. Don't worry, it might take a while because yes, security and all those things. But I know that I mean, I didn't even know like oh, Corona, everything said because I started like oh, I wanted to launch this Rakazin brand in 2020, so I started like December, really like knew what I wanted to do and how to go about it. January, February, now started. So what I did, I started asking, calling, asking, I did a survey and I sent it. I told I assigned the road to somebody like a teammate, okay. Um, message um, all our clients message hello good afternoon ma'am my name is Olaun I want to and you send the message to them and put and in the survey I was gonna craft a survey question so I, I wanted to see oh um is it okay if Sarah calls you 
and um, if it's okay, put your number. I will call myself. Hello, good afternoon. Question in the survey. Oh, uh, what are you shop on the website? Why don't you want to shop on the website? Why don't you like to buy an Nigerian fashion brand? You hear? And the data that I go from the survey, you hear people say, Oh, I don't really trust Nigeria. So they go and hack my card and I put my card in. Problem. You put it maybe on when you're on your website, you say, Oh, this is insured or this is protected by so, 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 so. Mm-hmm. Security mm-hmm. here is very tight. You put it there so that way, when the person gets to the website, at ease, like, oh, this person's this thing, security is tight to this person that is securing this thing, and you put it there. Or you say, Oh, what I bought is not what I ordered. What I bought is not what I ordered. You make sure that you're putting a lot of customers, users. I mean, users generate content that customers are buying from you and letting your customers say, ah, This is what I ordered, oh, and this is what I got. So, oh. as ah, so in Nigeria, you, know, you guys can patronize that. Oh. Maybe I say give a discount 10%. When you start, you know, all about making profit, you just need to put it out there and just do general awareness. And that, another one of the, I think, one of the answers to the survey also was, um, um, people Nigerians don't always use unrealistic models. What I did for myself, I didn't just do for Sarakasim and you say, oh, Why do you need three models? I, mean, I don't know if you are real, but to me, yeah, I did the groundwork and I knew what, like, the, when I asked the question, a lot of people were, oh, what, um, the Nigerians always have unrealistic models. Not all of us have small ways. And what I did, I solved the problem. I have three models. There's a thin model, a medium-sized model, and there's a large model. So anywhere you are, you can see with your eyes how the outfit looked on each model. Do you understand? So there's yeah. so many problems. So when you know the problems, it's easier for you to provide solutions. Hmm. Thank you so much. So in a nutshell, using data to make informed business decisions. Yes. That's how it is. Always better that you have this data. If you have customers' data or clients or, or address or phone numbers, all those things, there was no way I could reach out to I was not keeping it. But because I was keeping it, it was easier for me to reach out to the people that they were hurting, that needed the, the outfit that was making the most, what they would like to see. Do you understand? So it was helpful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so the next question is this. Um, do you think mentorship is important for a young entrepreneur? And if yes, what role has mentorship played in your own life, in making, uh, in making, who, uh, making you who you are today? And how do you find mentors and also select mentors? Okay, I think that's what I always say is it's easier me, it's easier for maybe somebody in the industry, a, a new fashion, uh, a new entrant trying to enter the fashion industry, and they'll be like, Oh, hi, sir, I'd like you to mentor me. I'm not saying I'm in the position to mentor, but I'm not in the position to mentor anybody because even me, myself, I'm growing and I'm still making mistakes and trials and error. But what I'm saying is when the person comes, it's easier for the person to, you know, I, I'm a Christian and I'm, I don't to turn this into a person actually training. Yeah. But what the Bible, like already said, is say, one, we chase a thousand, and two, we chase 10,000. You want to put that into business perspective. You, instead of you coming to the industry to start from ground, so it's easier if I'm on 50, you are going to be standing on my neck. So you're not starting from zero. You are now seeing from 50. Do you understand? So as I said, yeah. 50, this is there for you. All the mistakes that I've made, I'm going to say, oh, don't pass there. Oh, don't buy this fabric. Oh, don't do it like that. Oh, don't use this needle for this man. Because why? I've done that. I've been there. And I knew how, like, and I know how it was. So you're not for you to not say, oh, mentor, say this one, not this one. I'm not saying, oh, they'll always be right 100% of the time. But I'm saying that, do you want to, like, start from zero or start from 50? So for me, when I started, like I said, 
was lucky i got the main foundation grant so i got training one of the issues i had was the fact that when they're training you they'll train you as an entrepreneur it was hard to get fashion trainers jonathan it was hard to get people who were in the industry who understood how it hurts who the pain who understood how where the shoe wasn't fitting well so train you as oh you want to become an entrepreneur so you have to now start using the entrepreneur training to help yourself and say oh i can put this on my business like this and, and you know that problems are peculiar to industry there's only somebody that's in that industry that can help out i don't know that's how i like you know as possible to help people solve problems because i wish that somebody to did that for me when i started i'm like okay since i this i felt that time then moving forward i need to help as much as i can because i i know that people will be feeling like this too if they don't have like this help So mentorship are great. This year, I applied for mentorship and then I got in a mentor. Nice, amazing, great, fantastic. She really helped me a lot. So a lot of people say, oh, they don't believe in mentors and all those things. Just come and all those things. What I always say is, is what the energy that you're giving out is what you get. So if you say mentorship is scam, it should be scam for you because the mindset is already you already have them. So is that it is going to be carrying so your what you thought that you're having that's what's going to matter that's what your mind is already saying play now so mentorship are really really great and they really like they really so and what i always say you don't have to go and meet the person person people can just to you in different forms in or like see i'm talking now somebody else can watch like and listen to this podcast and be like oh this girl i need to follow her she's inspiring i really like how she and then the person follows not even reach out to me about oh sarah being my mentor or all these things the person just watching out for the way i'm doing things the way i'm posting on my page and then the person is twerking their own page that's like oh use your mentor sister kasim but sister kasim i'm not like a direct mentor is what mm-hmm. indirect mentorship show me books conferences and all these other things hmm. thank you so much this really turned into it's almost turned into a master class in fashion business <laughs> Sorry. Okay. <laughs> okay. So the next question is this: Um, do you think proper record keeping and okay, proper record keeping, accounting, and setting proper business process and systems is important to helping the small business grow to become a big business? Like really, that's I I think I, yes. Like I really, 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 like really think so. Like really, really think so. So for record, like what I said now, the question I answered my audience was: Imagine if I don't have records of maybe numbers, email addresses, and I was not keeping all those data. How be able to reach out when I wanted to launch Sarah Kazim NG? You know, it's easier for you to have the people, women that wear the clothes that you're making, be able to tell you, oh, that zip that you made for me was tight. If you just go social media and say, oh, ah, how is the zip? When they don't want the dress, how can they answer you? record keeping is great so and even record keeping allows you make informed decision so maybe that day like now, oh my peak period though from all the ember months peak period already picking up why because before corona came no but people are coming back to get married people in that store are coming in for weddings and all those things so that way if i want to maybe i had two tailors beginning of the year i can say oh my period because i want to take more jobs let me employ my hands did i know because i can check my account statements and see oh this revenue we made for december last year this revenue we made for like now i know that january is not a big period because then everybody's looking for money so like the list everybody looking for school looking for money how to, how to pay rent and all those plenty things 
record all those data it's not be easy for me to make information i will not even know that general is my picture i don't just say ah, every time in the general i'm always tired but i'm not keeping records so i don't even know why i'm always tired is it because of too much job i sometimes because you're not seeing the money as money entry is going out you'll be like oh i'm always tired seeing the money so what's always happening in january but your your balance account sheet you can say oh january is actually it's always always very busy for me record keeping I think that record keeping, I think that accounting and setting up business process and system is important. Like I always say that it's very great to build systems around your business so that somebody and people are coming to your business, your team and everything. It's there for them to it's there for you to say, oh, this is how to do it. If a customer comes here, this is the journey. Oh, when a customer comes to Sarah, what do you do? Oh, hello, good afternoon, welcome. You get a seat or oh, so anyhow, what can I help you today? Oh, you want to take a measurement? Oh, call this person to come and do you understand? So there's a process like that they have to follow they know that all these things that they have to do when a client's coming okay when the client reach out on social media you know oh the first question the first message you send to the person engaging the person talking about the price the sale those person wants coming for measurement does the person want us to send somebody to come down to measure the person and pay and um, do you understand so all those things yeah. will help you when you're in proper patient so that way it's even better because at the end of the day oh is this one winning and this one no win so you can be able to delete and add twerk and know what and what is good hmm. okay thank you so much you're really getting almost getting to the end of this um, episode oh, right now okay so God. the next question is <laughs> the next question is this what are the five key lessons you have learned so far in your journey as an entrepreneur five key lessons so one of the lessons the first lesson that i always say is um like i said that me i'm a christian like like i I'm Christian. So one of the things I always say is Jesus gave me words to manage the earth. So I'm very big on confession. And because of I am um the way confessions are because this is what you're saying, this is what you're saying, so you're saying before you know it's your reality already like accepted it for opportunity centered around things like that to start coming for you so i'm very big on positive conversion confessions i don't like saying negative things to myself my brand i'm always very big so one of the things i also learned is understand and know the knowledge of the process so you say oh i want to like have a fashion brand and then you go and employ people without having basic understanding of what fashion designing is all about you're going to just be doing yourself i'm not saying oh you have to go and be excellent you have to spend 10 years or go and you register for two years three months class or a six months class properly run the brand how to do like the basic things because the thing is people that are in this industry especially people that are working for your tailors they always know and sometimes people can be very wicked they always know and and we're um, on nice so they always know that they don't know what they are doing and sometimes if you're not careful you can like to take it for granted and take advantage knowing that oh you don't know and for you know people that take advantage it can be wasteful they say oh it's five years used to sew this thing me why it's two or three so if you don't know it will not be easy for you to like make a informed decision and not it's not so it should not be you just be wasteful so another thing that i always say is make sure that you know your goal like know your goal so much and build up strategies build up processes build up plans like mini goals that will help you and assist you into reaching your big goal do you understand so don't just be there and say oh i want to save one million naira to buy a machine in i'll save one million naira that's just vague 
before you 2020 has finished, you've not saved it. Though your mini goal should now be, oh, 2020 has 12 months. I'll save 1 million naira divided by 12 months. That would be like about, let's say, 800 or 900. Then 900 again divided by 30. So every day I have to be saved. For me to be able to do that, I have to, no, sorry, 90,000 90, naira. It's now safe for me to now do that 1 million around um, in, by December 31st, 2020. So 90,000 divided by 30. So every month, every day, I have to be saving three three thousand. Abi, I'm yeah. correct. Abby. Yeah. So you see that this is that helps you. So if you say buy ten machines in the pace of ten years, it means that every year you have to be buying one machine, or maybe next three year you buy four. Depends on you. So another thing I would just say is be consistent, honestly, be resilient. Because I'm telling you that hmm, there'll be times that you'll be like, nah, I'm not doing this. I'm like nah 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 and when those times come remember what honest i know that it sounds cliche people always say that but i'm telling you that it always works so what i do on the day that i feel like really amazing and great myself i write a letter to myself for the days that i feel bad the days that i don't feel energetic or vibrant really excited to walk or just feel low so when i feel low i'll go back to that because i've seen letter saying hi dear sarah i know that on some days you feel bad you feel this read this thing and like that you like and even if you're not feeling great wake up pray about it and that thing that in a nation one of the things that my pastor pastor Podge always says he says don't collapse under pressure don't respond to fear in the situation that you have in your mind have a quiet and confident in time of adversity and that and incubate on God's promises. Shut your eyes and mutter the promises. Reimagine your life and change its form. So that's one of the things I always try to tell myself. I always say that when Jesus came to this earth, did he have it easy? Even if I'm sorry, I'm sorry that I'm turning this to a religious podcast. But really, honestly, I'm I. That's just me, like in my consciousness. And I really like it, so I'm not actually sorry. Also, because that's my faith and that's what I believe in. So what I always say to myself is even the Bible already said that it's not it's not as if we will not face trials and tribulation. God didn't promise us there will be trials, there will be tribulation. He said, but you overcome. Already overcame this. So when I feel that, sometimes I'm really teasing myself. It's because of this small thing, you're not there, you want to give up. No, give up now. Okay, give up. <laughs> and before you know, you're like, oh, this is your Shakara self. Are you serious? And better and feel great so another thing when you're in it it's easier for you to, for people to relate with what you're going through so if you're saying oh so i don't feel good there's somebody in that fashion group that will not feel great too or maybe yesterday they didn't feel great they can tell you what it is that they did that didn't make them so community be consistent be resilient know the knowledge of the process i always say one of the things that also learned is positive confessions having the right team and kindness like i always say people say oh i is not always like the truth for some people like oh i was kind to my team and stabbed me in the back i know yet people some people are bad and all those things but the entrepreneurs that are actually wicked the entrepreneurs that even you you're like eh nah i don't want to work for this people be nice and just keep talking about your brand keep looking out for opportunities and information just be all about your business and do the groundwork. Don't be a microphone entrepreneur. Walk, 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 walk. Ask, check, read, 
consultants, your Google resources, YouTube, and do the actual groundwork for your brand. And the question I always ask at the end of everything is, how badly do you actually want this? Is that dream that you have? Let me just also quickly ask this question. Um, so basically, um, how do you manage finance? Because um, finance can be always very... very can be an issue because as a young entrepreneur trying to um, get going in business because most times you might if, if care is not taking you you mix up your personal finance and your business finance together and most times it's not like it's not that you just you're well, not I don't think I have I can answer that question I think that you I think that that's why I, said, I don't think I answer that question I think that you have to like reach out to an accountant or somebody who has a strong knowledge yeah or Okay. Like no um, finances, because me, what I always say is, as like I said, how badly do you want it? Because you already said that before you know it, your personal money. What is your brand now? So if your personal money is entering, document it. You pay yourself back. That's why I, say I cannot answer because, like so many times, as you say, oh, I can't do this for myself right now because I need to do this for Sarah Kassin. So even if you're mm-hmm. going to be borrowing your brand money, it's still your own. Brand is your own. So I don't. I really don't understand when people say, oh, my personal money is entering. So I'm like, ah, I don't understand when your personal money. You're the owner of. The- so you mm-hmm. have to sell phone before people can even trust you enough to invest and put money into mm-hmm. it. So your personal money mm-hmm. enter, keep putting it in. But just make sure that you're documenting so that in the future, when it's time to pay back, or many people like investors want to invest, you can always say, oh, this is the thing that you put in. As long as your documentation is received and there's something mm-hmm. that you can always refer to. So that's the mm-hmm. honest truth. Okay, okay. Thanks so much. Okay, so the last, the last question is this. If you look back and could change anything about your past, what will it be? Like, if I look back about my past, what would it be? How? Yeah, like, maybe, like, what you could have done differently in entrepreneurship and all of that. That's, uh, if I look back to my past, what I would have is, uh, what is, what is making, like, looking hard, as in, how would I put it, for somebody who was already on the field, that what I wanted to do. Like I said, you know, I said, I didn't really have, like, representative. I had a really, like, oh, people... I didn't have of managing and running a fashion business, so I made a lot of mistakes. I like did um, uh, people bullied me. That's um, clients. No, if you know you're young, you're just starting now. The thing that they're not gonna do for bigger brands, they come and do it. You're young and naive, and you just really need that money, or you just really need to um, have that clothes, or you just need to really make that clothes because you want to just see that oh, you can actually you know what you're doing, and because you're trying to prove yourself. People take advantage, you know. So one of the things I say, I wish I had a mentor started or somebody that I could just communicate with or ba- communicate with or bounce. At. Honestly, as the first thing I would have said, and the second thing that I would have also said is, if there were um, that I've said I've done differently was um, working. So it still boils down to mentorship, like going working in an organization that had structure and like things that you can. See. So me, because I said, oh, there, when I started out, I didn't have anybody that, oh, I saw that was really successful in fashion business that I really wanted to be like. So imagine if I'd worked in an office, even if it was for three months or six, I've had, like, a hand of, oh, how to do this, how to structure well, how to do this, and how to just make. But then I always say, you can never know, because what if I started and then I would have been lazy to now finally launch I was able to drive, put the drive, put the energy to actually Sarah Kassim now. If I had an office job, what if I didn't have the time? What if I don't do that? Let me just keep this and 
can do that and I will say, oh God, and I will not stand in this place to say, oh, I wish I. So honestly, there are actually no regrets. I wish that I like, had the basic knowledge, strong knowledge of pattern design. But then I always say, too, because even the Bible says that sometimes some of these things that we go through is to help us have stories to tell and to stand as intercessors to people so that we can be there to guide, teach, and they also there so really honestly there's nothing that i'm trying to i'm thankful that oh i'm learning all the things and i'm thankful that i'm learning it also as quick as possible because i'm very inquisitive i'm very oh i'm very curious i'm very i will i'm very resilient i'm very optimistic okay okay thank you so much um i really appreciate it so You're we welcome. have officially come to the end of this yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Sincerely, I so much appreciate all you for all the like knowledge and insights you've shared. Thank you so much thank for having me. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. It was really wonderful to get to like talk, chat, and engage with you guys. I wish you, every one of you who is listening to this podcast, I wish you all the success, goodness, and everything that you wish your brand. Please don't forget. Make sure to do. Make sure to have the kind of right people around you. Make sure to join communities that will always disseminate information that you need to help you fly. And finally, don't forget to also follow me, Sarah Kim and Sarah Kasim NG S E R A H K A W S I M, and also NG behind the second one. Yeah, so let's see you next time. Bye.